Hello and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. My name is David Cox. And my name is Josh Matheson. And today we finally start our first book, which is... Alice's Adventures in Wonderland oh, by Lewis Carroll. There you Ooh. go. <laughs> What's everyone expecting? I am expecting some weird trippy stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting a rabbit. Sure. I'm I'm pretty sure there's a major role for a rabbit in this. I mean, chapter one is called Down the Rabbit Hole. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Chapter one, Down the Rabbit Hole. Alice was beginning to get very tired of sitting by her sister on the bank and of having nothing to do. Once or twice she had peeped into the book her sister was reading, but it had no pictures or conversations in it. And what is the use of a book, thought Alice, without pictures or conversations? So Alice is basically our target market. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> we've, we've, we've picked so well on this. Person, yeah. we? Alice was listening to a podcast on the bank of the river. <laughs> and he had no conversations in no. <laughs> So she was considering in her own mind as well as she could, for the hot day made her feel very sleepy and stupid, whether the pleasure of making a daisy chain would be worth the trouble of getting up and picking the daisies, when suddenly a white rabbit with pink eyes ran close by her. Amazing. It's pink eyes. It's, <laughs> so it's an albino. <laughs> yeah. Quite right. Albino. 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 I've always said albino. Oh, I don't know. It has decided. <laughs> <laughs> the accent coach has decided. The oracle. <laughs> Apparently. There was nothing so very remarkable in that, nor did Alice think it so very much out of the way to hear a rabbit say to itself, Oh dear, oh dear, I shall be too late. When she thought it over afterwards, it occurred to her that she ought to have wondered at this, but at the time it all seemed quite natural. But when the rabbit actually took a watch out of its waistcoat pocket and looked at it and then hurried on, Alice started to her feet. So... The, the the rabbit is speaking English. That wasn't the thing. That wasn't that wasn't the thing. And it's like and, and so it took a watch out of a waistcoat. Yeah. So a rabbit wearing a waistcoat has run past. I don't, I don't know why you're confused and by this. It happens the all the time in my world. And the watch was the thing that did it. Yeah, it was the watch. To be fair, there's a lot of videos of people doing things to their pets with like you know, clothes oh. and things like that. Perhaps <laughs> she has been indoctrinated into our sort of right. What do you mean? I've culture. never put my cat in a hat. That's... Is this really, is that <laughs> that's, like that's next week? <laughs> is it like related to Peter Rabbit? Is that what this rabbit like wearing clothes? Like where where is he getting this waistcoat from? I think Lewis Carroll was in a world of his own. Also, yes. she didn't. She wasn't perturbed by the fact it was a rabbit with a BBC English accent. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like well, Jordan certainly or in this like interpretation. Do we, do, do we not like my BBC? English? No, 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 BBC no, no, English. No, no, English. English. Well, this I mean, we could. This we can. Make Mix this up. I yeah, mean, I'm yeah, very yeah. open to suggestions. No, I like. No, we'll it. stick with that for now. I just okay. enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, so, all right. I'll, that's a standard. I? Shall I? Yeah. yeah. Shall I? Okay. <laughs> Alice started to her feet, but it flashed across her mind that she had never before seen a rabbit with either a waistcoat pocket or a watch to take out of it. And burning with curiosity, she ran across the field after it and was just in time to see it pop down a large rabbit hole under the hedge. In another moment, Alice went down after it, never once considering how in the world she was to get out again. How'd she fit down the hole? It's a very large rabbit. Well, yeah, well, this is what I'm thinking. We is don't know like... how old she is. She might be three. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. 
That, 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 even we never still, find out. No, it's true. It's true. It, it never says how old she is. She could be a toddler throughout this entire uh, adventure. Explain the picture books. Well, there you go. Yeah. You see? The rabbit hole went straight on like a tunnel for some way and then dipped suddenly down, so suddenly that Alice had not a moment to think about stopping herself before she found herself falling down what seemed to be a very deep well. Either the well was very deep or she was falling very slowly, for she had plenty of time as she went down to look about her and to wonder what was going to happen next. She must have been going very slowly. Very slow. I think, no, I think it is a deep hole. It must have been very slow. I think it's a deep hole. I'm pretty sure my first thought of falling down a well won't be, oh, what's going to happen next? It'd probably be like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I thought you were going to go, the first, my first well I fell down. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Speaking of well. Clang (laughs) was the second. It was was the 10th well I found out when I started to consider that. I was like, oh, I've been here before. I know how this ends. (laughs) Well, well, well. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Can we, do we have some kind of pun sound? That yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> First, she tried to look down and make out what she was coming to, but it was too dark to see anything. Then she looked at the sides of the well and noticed that they were filled with cupboards and bookshelves. Here and there she saw maps and pictures hung upon pegs. She took down a jar from one of the shelves as she passed. It was labelled Orange Marmalade. But to her disappointment, it was empty. Devastated. Absolutely gutted. I would be. Yeah. She's not at one point thought, I'm going to die and had that sort no. of like life-affirming thing. She's just going, huh. And then orange marmalade happened. Yeah. Well, either that or her life was so boring, it flashed between her. <laughs> to be fair, the, book... her she didn't <laughs> the books in her world have no pictures or words. Well, so this exactly. must be like bloody yeah. cinema. You know what I mean? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> She did not like to drop the jar for fear of killing somebody underneath. Very considerate. So, uh, yeah. so managed to put it into one of the cupboards as she fell past. I feel like we, I, I want you, gentlemen, I want you to make a decision about Alice's voice here. What am I going to do? She's going to speak presumably quite a lot. Um, I think I think it's fine the way it is. I yeah, think maybe we should make everyone else kind of like... Great, we'll keep yeah, Alice. Car- that's when we yeah. can have some fun. Like a, fine. A brummy queen of heart. Oh, <laughs> yes. Nothing against we'll say... people with that accent. It would just be ironic. It would just yeah. be wonderful. We'll start shouting suggestions okay, as great. more characters appear. Perfect. Well, thought Alice to herself, after such a fall as this, I shall think nothing of tumbling downstairs. How brave they'll all think me at home. Why, I wouldn't say anything about it, even if I fell off the top of the house, which was very likely true. This is how people get into parkour. (laughs) (laughs) They read this book and they hear about Alice's tumbles from Grace and go, I'm going to climb the Burj Khalifa. (laughs) (laughs) And then they die. I would love that. Didn't even bring orange marmalade. I would love the Disney version if Alice was just going parkour, parkour, like, all the way down, all the way down. To be fair, it would, it would be now. Yeah. yeah. Lynn Manuel Miranda. He's oh, yeah. No, she'd be rapping as yeah, she goes. Some kind yeah. of patter song going on. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Great. Oh, mate, it hasn't been written yet, boys. Let's do it. Let's get on it. <laughs> down, down, down. Would the fall never come to an end? I wonder how many miles I've fallen by this time, she said aloud. I must be getting somewhere near the centre of the earth. Let me see. That would be 4,000 miles down, I think. What? <laughs> She's got some knowledge. Her book don't have does any words. That? How does she know that? She's is not that, three. Is okay. correct? I think she's not three. I we can rule out that correct. hypothesis. She's not panicked enough. Hang this. on a minute. Before you even get on the Google <laughs> map, let me carry on. 
For you see, Alice had learnt several things of this sort in her lessons in the schoolroom, and though this was not a very good opportunity for showing off her knowledge, as there was no one to listen to her, still it was good practice to say it over. She's just revising. That's right. what it is. Yeah, I've just using... looked it up. It's 6,371 kilometres. Oh, but 3,959 miles. Yeah. Imperial Lewis Carroll. He there you does go. not know of the kilometre map. Certainly not. When was this book written? Pass. No. <laughs> We don't know. We're we supposed to know that. We look that yeah, up. This is we're supposed to know that. No, yeah. we don't. I mean, I've not looked it up either. But I'm kind of yeah. Something. Yeah. When did they know how deep the Earth is? Uh, quite a long time ago, evidently. Well, they dropped yeah. a girl down a well, and then they found out. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and, and measured the sonar. <laughs> just to see a measuring tape. <laughs> well, one of those meter sticks has got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dragging it down the side as you fall. Four thousand, mate. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Yes, that's about the right distance. But then I wonder, what latitude or longitude have I got to? Alice had no idea what latitude was or longitude either, but thought they were very grand words to say. I do that. Do you, you, you <laughs> add words that you don't know what the meaning of, but you just think it makes you sound smart. I'm, always, I'm too scared to do that. If someone calls me out on it, I'm like, don't know, don't know. Oh, you just, is. you just double down. Oh, great. Yeah, you just go, yeah, no, that's right. You just chuck a large word in, just hope that no one notices. It's great. Presently, she began again. I wonder if I shall fall right through the earth. How funny it'll seem to come out among the people that walk with their heads downwards. The antipathies, I think. She was rather glad there was no one listening this time, as it didn't sound at all the right word. It's not the right word. It's not the right word. No, just Alice, don't talk. Just, <laughs> shh. Well, then there's no conversations in the book. It is very fair, boring. Alice, don't talk now and talk later when you meet someone. Yeah. That's it. Wait till there are people around. More rabbits. Antipodes. I believe it is. She says antipathies. Oh, yeah. See, that's the joke there. She's well close. Done. It's because she's antipathetic. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's that. <laughs> Maybe. There you go. Use it. I probably don't know if that's right. But yeah. <laughs> antipodes is the, the antipodes is, is the, the opposite side of the globe to the one that you're on. So like New oh, so it's doesn't. It's not specific to a location. No, I, I believe it's. Are you it's doubling down on this, or you... yeah? <laughs> Shall I look it up? Hang on, let's look it up. Antipodes. Antipodes is just the opposite to where you are. Well, I've learned something, if that's true. Yeah, I mean, normally people use it to... Um, I thought it was yeah, like... Yeah. For New Zealand. They yeah, normally yeah, yeah. say... Antipodal. Yeah, it points as far away f as possible from each other. Yeah. Whoa. Genius. Learning. Learning. The antipathies, I think. She was rather glad there was no one listening this time, as it didn't sound at all the right word. But I shall have to ask them what the name of the country is, you know. Please, ma'am, is this New Zealand or Australia? And she tried curtsying as she spoke. Fancy curtsying as you're falling through the air. Do you think you could manage it? And what an ignorant little girl she'll think me. No, it'll never do to ask. Perhaps I shall see it written up somewhere. Down, down, down. There was nothing else to do. So Alice soon began talking again. <laughs> Great. Just, just, just fill in the silence. By I do that sometimes. Just talk to myself. Dinah will miss me very much tonight, I should think. Dinah was the cat. Oh, God, she's a cat so, lady. That was in brackets. <laughs> that was in brackets. Not my family will miss me. No, no. Not oh. mum and dad or my sister. Like, no one could give a crap my about cat. Alice apart from the cat. That's, That's right. why she's weird. It is why she's weird. I hope they'll remember her saucer of milk at tea time. Dinah, my dear, I wish you were down here with me. There are no mice in the air, I'm afraid, but you might catch a bat. And that's very like a mouse, you know. 
But do cats eat bats, I wonder? And here Alice began to get rather sleepy and went on saying to herself in a dreamy sort of way, Do cats eat bats? Do cats eat bats? And sometimes, do bats eat cats? For you see, as she couldn't answer either question, it didn't much matter which way she put it. She felt that she was dozing off and had just begun to dream that she was walking hand in hand with Dinah and saying to her very earnestly, Now, Dinah, tell me the truth. Did you ever eat a bat? When suddenly, thump, thump! Down she came upon a heap of sticks and dry leaves, and the fall was over. I suppose she was falling that entire time. It had to be slow then. I think time and space is bent. Or it's like, you know, like in in like uh, Loki in Thor Ragnarok, where like Doctor Strange just has him falling for like half an hour or whatever. It's just maybe like this infinity loop or something like. They're falling through the hole in Lord of the Rings and there's like the big dragon... Bullrog thing and there's and they're just Gandalf's like falling and it zooms out. Oh, it's like yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then they they dubbed out the uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. they weren't indeed talking about. I was always confused in that bit how that he's falling through a cave, <laughs> but then ends up on a mountain and then yeah. ends up on the top of a mountain. Yeah, it was like the highest peak of the lowest. How something did they rather, fall I down? And then I think yeah, I think this is like near of like warpy space. Down is up and time. up is down. Yeah. But they, if, it's, if it's ever confusing, they never address it because no one actually really understands That's it. That's it. Not even Stephen Hawking. Just I saying. think it's just, just meant to be fantastical, magic. isn't it? Yeah, like, whoa. That. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Dude>. that in. <laughs> Alice was not a bit hurt and she jumped up to her feet in a moment. She looked up but it was all dark overhead. Before her was another long passage, and the white rabbit was still in sight, hurrying down it. There was not a moment to be lost. Away went Alice like the wind, and was just in time to hear it say, as it turned a corner, Oh, my ears and whiskers, how late it's getting! (laughs) Thank you. She was close behind it when she turned the corner, but the rabbit was no longer to be seen. She found herself in a long, low hall which was lit up by a row of lamps hanging from the roof. There were doors all round the hall, but they were all locked, and when Alice had been all the way down one side and up the other, trying every door, she walked sadly down the middle, wondering how she'd ever get out again. So is this like a Scooby-Doo episode? Like I mean, a corridor, just doors on every doors. side? Or like, is it, is it the Matrix as well had a, Classic a room doors, like that, isn't it? Suddenly, she came upon a little three-legged table, all made of solid glass. There was nothing on it but a tiny golden key, and Alice's first idea was that it might belong to one of the doors of the hall. But alas, either the locks were too large or the key was too small, but at any rate, it would not open any of them. However, on the second time around, she came upon a low curtain she had not noticed before, and behind it was a little door, about 15 inches high. So wait, there's just like a little curtain just a tiny on the wall one. in the corner. Yeah, yeah. And you're like that, like that... like a plaque unveiling curtain, like a little one yeah. of those. I, I yeah. imagine it to have. I like imagine a like little a little pulley. Yeah, George Yeah, yeah, yeah. Takes you straight to Lilliput. Yeah. Yes. Good. Different book. Can't do that one. Good. She tried the little golden key in the lock, and to her great delight, it fitted. Hey. It fitted. Alice opened the door and found that it led into a small passage, not much larger than a rat hole. She knelt down and looked along the passage into the loveliest garden you ever saw. How she longed to get out of that dark hall and wander about among those beds of bright flowers and those cool fountains, 
but she could not even get her head through the doorway. Golly, even if my head would go through, thought poor Alice, it would be of very little use without my shoulders. It's very true. It's very true. I often didn't think that. <laughs> I'm just imagining her going, I want to go in there, cutting her head off and rolling her own head through the door. Like, yeah. oh. You know when you're in like, you have to go past someone in the aisle of a supermarket, you're like, ah, oh, this would be so much easier with that shoulder. It's not like I'm just going to turn to the side. Yeah. <laughs> Alice, sort it out, mate. Oh, <laughs> oh, how I wish I could shut up like a telescope. I think I could if I only knew how to begin. For you see, so many out-of-the-way things had happened lately that Alice had begun to think that very few things indeed were really impossible. There seemed to be no use in waiting by the little door, so she went back to the table, half hoping she might find another key on it, or at any rate a book of rules for shutting people up like telescopes. This time she found a little bottle on it, which certainly was not there before, said Alice, and tied around the neck of the bottle was a paper label with the words, drink me. No. No? Don't drink it. No point as you sat there and gone, what is going on? No. <laughs> I was just in England. I'm not anymore. <laughs> or like, oh, how do I get happened? back? She's, she's kind of rolling with the punch. She's just she kind is. Of, she's very much like To be Grey. fair, do you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give her that. Yeah. The words drink me, beautifully printed on it in large letters. It was all very well to say drink me, but the wise little Alice was not going to do that in a hurry. You see, oh, she is, there you go. She she's has not got a brain. complete dunce. No, I'll look first, she said, and see whether it's marked poison or not. <laughs> good. The famous no, poisoning scenes in history. <laughs> oh, no. It Contains says, us. It says poison. I won't. She had read several nice little stories about children who had got burnt and eaten up by wild beasts and other unpleasant things, all because they would not remember the simple rules their friends had taught them, such as that a red-hot poker will burn you if you hold it too long, and that if you cut your finger very deeply with a knife, it usually bleeds. And she had never forgotten that if you drink much from a bottle marked poison, it is almost certain to disagree with you sooner or later. She's a walking disaster, isn't she? Well, I mean, she's done yeah, all of those things. You know she's tailed. speaking from experience. Yeah, she's a sadist. <laughs> 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 I've cut my finger. Well, but it was the holding the hot rod for a long time. It's like a long time. You touch something hot, you you pull your hand away straight away. You don't just sit there and go, "Yeah, this is she's, burning me." I see her sitting on a chair with this Sing in her hand, long. staring at her cat. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes. <laughs> The cat's like, someone adopt me. Hold my hand, Dinah. Hold my hand. I just want warm milk. I didn't kind up this. However, this bottle was not marked poison, so Alice ventured to taste it. And finding it very nice, it had, in fact, a sort of mixed flavour of cherry tart, custard, pineapple, roast turkey, coffee and hot butter toast. She very soon finished it off. Those things don't go together, do Not they? in any way. I've seen weirder cocktails. Yeah. In London. I think didn't what's his name? The the guy who looks like Harry Hill, Heston Blumenthal. Yeah, he made that drink in like an Alice with Alice's all of those Adventures things, in Wonderland it? special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. If I can find the video, I'll post it. I'll post it on YouTube. He I literally yeah. I mean, it literally took him like two hours to make that one drink and it wow. was not worth the effort. <laughs> but it did look like everyone said it tasted of all those things. Wow. There you go. I mean he's he is a wizard. 
I have to say, I was very disappointed with the taste of butterbeer at Harry Potter Studios. Oh, it's just, yeah. It was, no. It's described as this wonderful thing, and it was just like... And it's like a canteen. It was it? like flat cream soda, wasn't flat it? Flat cream soda with like whipped cream on top. No, no. Good. no. But, I mean, it's for five-year-olds, isn't I it? I guess so. What a curious feeling, said Alice. I must be shutting up like a telescope. And so it was indeed. She was now only ten inches high and her face brightened up at the thought that she was now the right size for going through that little door into that lovely garden. Oh, so she shrunk. She shrunk now. Oh, okay, Once cool. again, she's like, I can go through the door. Not my whole physicality has just changed. No, no. immeasurably. I don't think she's worrying about what, it. What, what, measurement, with it. what measurement are we talking so I can just imagine it? She's 10 inches tall now. So what's that? Like, is that like the height of our little beam there? I think yeah. so. Not quite a 30 centimetre ruler. Yeah, that's very true. Mm. Yeah, that's that 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 would that would um, perturb me yeah, slightly. Be I think. Oh yeah, you'd be freaking out. Yeah. She's so just like, oh good, I can walk through this door now. More yeah. danger. First, however, she waited for a few minutes to see if she was going to shrink any further. She felt a little nervous about this, for it might end, you know," said Alice to herself, "in my going out altogether like a candle. I wonder what I should be like then." and she tried to fancy what the flame of a candle looks like after the candle is blown out, for she could not remember ever having seen such a thing. After a while, finding that nothing more happened, she decided on going into the garden at once, but alas for poor Alice. When she got to the door, she found she had forgotten the little golden key, and when she went back to the table for it, she found she could not possibly reach it. Oh, she's put it back on the table. Well, I've always been confused by this part of the story, generally, because she opened it to have a look through. Why? And she didn't relock well, yeah, the it. The door's open now, right? I thought it was open. So wait, she opened the door, looked no through, point saw the garden, went, oh, that's nice. And then closed. shut the door, locked it. And then... I've always seen this as a plot hole. It might be a Yale lock. Uh, automatically. Behind, yeah, yeah, maybe she like turned around and the door shut on its own. You're and absolutely she was right. Like, I don't... That's but yeah, most... I mean, I've locked myself out that way. Okay, well. I think most of the time, I suppose when you... But when you open a door, like if when you go, you keep the key in your hand unless you're drunk and leave it in the house, like I've done before. Oh no, but I le- not, you keep it in your hand. I was emptying the bins and I got locked out and I had to climb over the garden. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's embarrassing for you. Yeah, it was. Alice wasn't putting up the bins though. No, I know she wasn't, but still, like, yeah, maybe she was like distracted. All right. Oh, okay. Look, a potion. I'm, put I'm the fine. Key down. Yale lock is closed. Yeah. Fine. Let's say it's a Yale fine. lock. That's I don't a, think they had those. That back solves then, it. But let's just <clears> pretend <throat> it was a Yale. sponsored by Timpson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When she went back to the table for it, she found she could not possibly reach it. She could see it quite plainly through the glass. And she tried her best to climb up one of the legs of the table, but it was too slippery. And when she had tired herself out with trying, the poor little thing sat down and cried. Come, there's no use in crying like that, said Alice to herself rather sharply. I advise you to leave off this minute. She generally gave herself a very, very good advice. So, it's <laughs> great. No, <good>. Smug. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. What I mean, so far her advice to herself was, yeah, it doesn't say poison. <laughs> Perfect. That's good advice. <laughs> you're here, to be fair, and you're not sat on the bank of a river. So your advice stinks as far yeah. as I'm <laughs> She generally gave herself very good advice, though she very seldom followed it. And sometimes she scolded herself so severely as to bring tears into her eyes. And once she remembered trying to box her own ears for having cheated herself in a game of croquet she was playing against herself for this curious... <laughs> self-harm. Let's imagine It's literally self-harm. She's just beating herself up for losing a game that they she was playing that against Disney herself. They Disney program. They really did. Her slapping herself. Missed it. Oh, 
she's like, she's like Dobby the house elf, just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No wonder she's like, her only friend's a cat. Her parents are like, she's oh, dead. Yeah. Odd it's not painting a very good picture for her home life. This curious child was very fond of pretending to be two people. Oh, wow. <laughs> great. Schizophrenic. That does great. not surprise me. <laughs> That pretty much answers all of our previous problems. It does. She's just like, she's got no. multiple personality disorder. Yeah. I don't believe she's there, but let's not do that. No, no, let's, let's, let's just keep going. Like we don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> but it's no use now, thought poor Alice, to pretend to be two people. Well, there's hardly enough of me <laughs> left to make one respectable person. Soon her eye fell on a little glass box that was lying under the table. She opened it and found in it a very small cake on which the words eat me were beautifully marked in currants. Not poison. <laughs> well, I'll eat it, said Alice. And if it makes me grow larger, I can reach the key. And if it makes me grow smaller, I can creep under the door. So either way, I'll get into the garden. I don't care which happens. She ate a little bit and said anxiously to herself, which way, which way? Holding her hand on the top of her head to feel which way it was growing. <laughs> and she was quite surprised to find that she remained the same size. But to be sure, this is what generally happens when one eats cake. But Alice had got so much into the way of expecting nothing but out of the way things to happen that it seemed quite dull and stupid for life to go on in the common way. So she set to work and very soon finished off the cake. End of chapter one. I'm surprised at how much happens in the first chapter. Cause, Quite a lot of main key story points happening there, aren't there? Yes, because mm. like obviously most of the time, and obviously this is a children's book, and I expect it is. I don't actually know how long it is, but um, yeah, most books by chapter one, you're just getting to know the person. They sat alone. They put on the glasses. They looked at the alarm clock. It read three forty-three. Yeah. She is straight down that hole. Yeah. There is no <laughs> messing about. Second paragraph. She is headfirst straight into this book. <laughs> <laughs> She's a fan of the podcast, then. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, first impressions of Alice. Um, Do I dare even ask? <laughs> <laughs> She's not the brightest spark. She's not. She's really not. I'm going to use my sort of tour guide expertise there. Apparently, Alice was, it, I think it was something like it was the principal of Westminster School's daughter who went to school at the time at the same time as Lewis Carroll. Right, okay. And this is based upon her. It's like a present ah. for her. Now, I wonder, was this sort of sycophantic, weird little rat child the actual real daughter of someone that actually mm. did this weird stuff well because it makes you kind of go, well, was this meant to be complimentary? Yeah. Because you're essentially saying you're a bit weird. Because apparently she's also like you can. Uh, I live near. I um, grew up near Winchester in Hampshire, and you can go and visit where the real Alice is buried. Right. Clearly, I don't think it happened during the story, by the way. Because like, mm. <laughs> this is obviously the thing. Like this is a man writing from the perspective of a small girl, yeah. and I wonder how much of her kind of ignorance and, well, to be blunt, stupidity mm-hmm. is based on the on like a cultural way of how men at that time viewed children or viewed little girls do you know what i mean in terms of like is is does this in some way reflect an attitude that a lot of um upper class men had because i know that a lot of these people had nannies they didn't spend time with their children because they thought they were an annoyance or they were 
in the way. Well, you were, you were raised by the nanny, yeah. Well, yeah. So I wonder how much of this, in terms of her personality, is just due to the ignorance of the author as, as to how a little girl actually processes the world around her. Or if it's actually the case that he did know and Alice is just a particularly weird child. Well, I think she's clearly, like, very in tune with her imagination. And she's obviously not given much chance to explore that when her mm. sister's just sitting there reading books and not giving her the time of day. You know, uh, she's obviously not the kind of older sister who wants to engage in play. She's like, leave me alone. Yeah. Sit here because you have to, but shh. Yeah. To be fair, for an adventure novel, it's, it probably is one of the prerequisites of the, uh, the main person to be slightly adventurous. I think. So. Yeah, I think <laughs> if you were someone who just like were like, oh my God, I'm going to die and just kind of like wept and shook in the corner, it'd be a pretty boring book. Well, they say that it's stories that either about ex- um, ordinary people in extraordinary circumstances or extraordinary people in ordinary circumstances. But I feel like she's a bit, it's a bit of both. Extraordinary she, squared. She's quite yeah. extraordinary. And she, then she goes into the even more extraordinary. It's true. So it's quite fun to... Um, so what do you guys think that this whole story is? Do you think this is literal or do you think this is a metaphor for something? Do you think that the author was trying to suggest something with this rabbit hole with Wonderland? Is this just pure fantasy or? I don't know if it's too early to sort of uh, guess that, but yes, it, it could be in the same, like there's a lot of children's books. So I work in quite a lot of schools and you read a lot of the, the sort of kids books out loud and a lot of them it's clearly just some like imaginary land they're going to mm. but it it just has to be literal because these are these are designed for children and i think if it is just matter of fact this is rather than what if yeah they it's easier for a child to understand that because this question because obviously i've got like spark notes up here and like pretty much every single action that alice does they've given a meaning to right. and but i wonder how much of this is actually intended by the author and academic. how much of it's just exactly like when people say oh i think the artist is trying to say this with this painting and it's just right. a line across oh, the know. canvas yeah. or whatever so yeah. i wonder how much of this has been attributed to the work yeah, rather than yeah. actually intended in the is work there like so that's one what I was example asking. just just well, just we're not gonna we probably won't do this the whole way so, I guess, but like um no so just to see what it says so for example like her um alice can't enter the garden even though she wants to basically they're saying that her entering the garden represents feelings of nostalgia that accompany growing up right so basically the initial thing of like her wanting to go into the the garden but she's too big to get in so it's like there's this childhood that she's now too old for and then when she gets small it's meant to then be the antithesis of that where it's like oh but but i'm too young for the adult world that's to come Oh. So they're trying to say that her size is meant to be kind of like linked to her age. Maybe maybe she is in that kind of 11, 10, 11 between age where you're kind of like, you're kind of getting older for a child, but you're not quite an adult. I mean, obviously you're probably married off at 13 when this was written. So like, you know, you're <laughs> not <the> quite... <laughs> <laughs> we know there's a sequel, but... <laughs> Oh, there's so many. Alice goes to a wedding fair. Yeah, so many. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you went that way, really drab and boring. And I'm just thinking of all the innuendos to do with a rabbit hole. (laughs) Brilliant. Some people on here are basically trying to say that her fall into the rabbit hole is actually her falling to sleep. It's meant to be that feeling. You know when you like, they say you drop off to sleep. Right, yeah. And that feeling that accompanies falling into a deep sleep. I'm not 
I'd never liked the whole it was all a dream concept for stories because it just takes <laughs> any inherent drama out of it. It's true. It's just like how annoying when like they do a whole series and then it was you all get to the dream. end and it was all the dream and it is the most devastating. It was the most pointless waste of time ever. Yeah. You just undermine your entire story you've just told. For yeah. me, anyway. That should be a thing at school. Because like, every now and then you have to write a short story and invariably most of them were terrible. But they used to be able to say, don't put this at the end. Yeah. yeah. And also it was like go, a... and, and happily ever after or something. Yeah. Like, like one of the rules. Yeah. Because yeah. they did that with that show with wasn't it like Tom Selleck or something like that where they killed him off. And then the show bombed. So they just made all the episodes before that a dream. And then yeah, like way. she calls out and he's in the shower and she's like, oh, and she's like, oh, I had a dream that you died or whatever. And they just try to write off all of the bad episodes what? that everyone hated. <laughs> That's bonkers. I'm pretty sure because they take the mickey out of it in like a family guy. Wow. Where uh, That's how they got... just in the shower. Like, why is my wife screaming at me? <laughs> That's how they got away with bringing back Will and Grace as well, isn't it? Oh, really? Because the end of Will and Grace, sorry for anyone who hasn't watched the end of Will and Grace, <laughs> the end, well, the, the official end like the first bit when they ended it they did like a they finished it with like a 20 years later thing where they they had kids and their kids were grown up right. and they got back together and had a drink at the bar and they were all like prosthetically aged a bit so then when they when they, they announced they were bringing back the show which i've not seen any of the new ones but i was like what they all think they're all young again so how's that worked yeah and they were like oh we just basically said that all of that bit was a dream and then we just went back to where we left off again and i was like or you shouldn't have revamped the show that was finished. Yeah. You right. just left it where it is. Read it. Just write something new. Yeah. yeah. Writers. Read it. <laughs> Come on, writers. That's the main thing about this. Write new stuff. <laughs> Be <Disney>. original. <laughs> no wedding fairs for Alice. No remaking stuff. No wedding fairs. <laughs> yes, Barknotes. Oh, that'd be so boring. <laughs> right. So that is the first installment of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Um, if you'd like to join the conversation as to what you thought of the chapter, then our email is thelazybookclub at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at lazybookclubpod. And Instagram's exactly the same, at lazybookclubpod. Thank you for joining us. And uh, we will be back next with chapter two.